Andy Burcham joins us here on the program. Hello there, Andy. Gentlemen, how are things today on Sports Call? Uh, we're great. Oh, yeah. Doing great. Uh, Andy, always glad to hear you. It's great to be heard. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun time of year. Here we are in yeah. June, and we're getting set for postseason baseball, Andy, and the Auburn Tigers get the opportunity to host an NCAA regional. How good of a feeling is that? Well, it's terrific. One, to be back in the tournament. Um, Auburn missed it a year ago. It was a tough year for a number of reasons. And then came into this season, and, and very few expected this Auburn team to do anything. It was dead last in the SEC West. And here we are in the, the month of June in 2022 and getting ready to host a regional starting Friday with what should be a terrific first game at 11 o'clock between UCLA and Florida State. And then Auburn and Southeastern Louisiana play at 6. And uh, I can't wait. I cannot wait for Auburn's first home regional in 12 years. Yeah, no, and obviously I want to get to more of the matchups in just a moment and that sort of thing, Andy. But do you find out, like the rest of us, when the regional would be being played at Auburn and you're following along with all the reporting, and I know that you're constantly aware of projections that are out there and that sort of thing. I'm just curious, from your perspective, Andy, what were the emotions you experienced over the weekend? Because it looked like well, Auburn was in a good spot, and then they weren't, and then they were, and back and forth it went. Yeah, and I'm not sure why that continues to, to happen. Uh, when we get to this time of the season with the prognosticators out there. Um, this was an Auburn team that, that that won 16 games in the SEC this year and had an RPI in the top 15 this year. And in the SEC West, among the top four teams, it was the only team that played Tennessee this year. And I, I, I guess, I guess my, my first emotion was relief. That this team would be hosted. I, we were at we were at a graduation dinner for for Josh, and walked out. And I mean, as soon as we walked out of the restaurant is when the announcement came. And I looked down and saw it on Twitter. And I was I was thrilled one for this team and this staff, uh, relieved for this team and this staff, and then thrilled that we're not on the road, that we're at home, and we'll get to host a regional for the first time in twelve years. So. A lot of different emotions, but uh, I, I think this is this team is absolutely justified in hosting a regional and uh, certainly looking forward to it starting on Friday. Yeah, so they're going to start on Friday. As you said, you've got UCLA, Florida State, Southeastern Louisiana in the mix. We learned Saturday night that they are going to get to host. Or Sunday, we've got to wait until Monday on Memorial Day to figure out uh, who all is going to be in that field. ESPN introduces our baseball coaches, Butch Johnson instead of Thompson, which was a fun moment for everybody. But but kind of tell us about the field that's going to be coming to Plainsman Park, Andy. Well, it's a terrific field that comes to Plainsman Park. In southeastern Louisiana, you have the Southland Conference champions, a team that has won six consecutive elimination games. And this is a team that had a nine-game losing streak going into into April. And to say it's turned turn things around is an understatement. It's a team that loves to run. It's a team that pitches it well. In Preston Faulkner, their leading hitter, he also has 17 homers and 70 runs batted in. And then Rhett Rosevear is in the, in the top of the order as well. He's been hit by a pitch 35 times oh, wow. this year. This team has two guys with at least 25 stolen bases. 
they have 113 as a team. And while Auburn has done a great job this season of corralling a team's running game, that will not stop southeastern Louisiana from running on Auburn. The only way Auburn can stop southeastern Louisiana from trying to run Friday night is to keep the Lions off the base pass. So that's that's the second matchup. And then the first matchup is just outstanding. You have Florida State, which has been to 44 straight NCAA tournaments this year, which is an, an astounding stat. And then UCLA from the Pac-12, which has World Series championships under its belt, coming from the West Coast. This is a really, really good field. And I think there's going to be a lot of people out there for that 11 o'clock game, me included, that will enjoy just watching two of baseball, college baseball's all-time greats playing that first game of the tournament here at 11 o'clock on Friday. It's going to be a fun atmosphere indeed, and it's happening here in Auburn for the first time since 2010. What do you remember from that 2010 regional, Andy? Creed well, Simpson. I remember, uh, yeah, well, that, that, that's certainly one name that, that comes to mind, and, and the home run that he hit in the top of the ninth. Remember, that was a top-of-the-ninth home run, and Auburn was down to its last strike of the season when Simpson hit that home run just to the right of the monster out in left field. Yeah. And, and it was a three-run shot, and Auburn staved off elimination for one more night. Of course, Clemson won the regional the next night that Monday. Uh, I remember the weather that we had at that time. At that time, I was working for the Auburn Network. We had a massive lightning strike uh, that hit the tower, and we had to do some work just to keep the network and the radio stations on the air on a Saturday night. Uh, that was before the Creed Simpson home run on Sunday. And then I also remember the win against Southern Miss that, that put Auburn into the championship round. And Hunter Morris, who's now the hitting coach at Alabama, had a grand slam in that game, setting Auburn's single-season record for home runs. Uh, it, was a, it was a wild regional. Auburn lost that Saturday game to Clemson. That put Auburn in the... the the loser's bracket at that point, and of course it was a uh, Clemson ended up winning it. Uh, but that's what I remember. You know, that was Auburn's first trip to the NCAA tournament in a long time, let alone hosting. Auburn had not hosted until uh, before, or since 2003 before that. So there was a lot of emotion, a lot of weather that weekend, and it's certainly the, the, the dramatic home run by Creed Simpson uh, against Clemson, and it, it so mirrored what David Ross did in 97. David Ross, of course, was playing for the injured Casey Dunn, hit the home run in his hometown. It was a walk-off home run against Florida State on a Saturday. Auburn came back and, and, and won the, the regional uh, against Florida State, where his mother worked in the athletic department. Right. And then Creed Simpson, of course, hits a home run in his hometown, um, had come in for the injured Trent Mummy in that game. And, you know, just all the emotion. It was different because it was an elimination game for Auburn. It was a top of the ninth inning home run. Of course, Auburn held on and, and won that game. But the emotion, if you listen to Rod's call of both of those home runs, I mean, it's, it's just sheer emotion of the moment. And, um, they're, yeah, they're, they're two memorable plays that, that I was fortunate enough to be a part of the broadcast, but 
But what stands out is the outstanding call by our friend Rod Bramble. Yeah, and, and that was what I was going to talk about. Uh, the, the Creed Simpson home run in particular, just such an iconic call, really, by both of you. Uh, put us in the press box when that happens. I, I mean, it, it, all you can do is hear just the emotions coming out of both of you up there. But, I mean, what was it like in the press box? I, I'd imagine it had to be like pandemonium because the stadium just came apart. When, it, when that ball left the ballpark, I mean, really when it left the bat, yeah. The stadium just absolutely had a full-on come-apart. I'd imagine the press box was full-on come-apart as well. Well, as Jeff Foxworthy likes to call it, it was pandelirium <laughs> at the ballpark. And listen, Auburn was down to its final strike, not only in the game, but of the season. Right. At that moment. I mean, it was not just that game. It was the season. Because Auburn had lost the day before the Clemson. And like against... Florida State, both were three-run homers, and both were bad sliders. Sliders that hung. And you're right. I mean, when Creed hit it, it was gone. And you can tell it in Rod's voice. You listen to both of those calls in 97 and in 2010. When the ball is hit, Rod knows immediately that the game is over. And what I remember about that, that play in 2010, that home run, is just standing up. Um, and, and watching it go out of the ballpark. And Rod's call, and then I, I jump in a little bit, but, and, and we don't, I've, I've seen a couple of the highlights. Right. Um, referencing what you don't see in those highlights are the people, the stands. And I love this aspect. You know it's a big play when on TV you, you see the stands. And you see people jumping up and down. People aren't just clapping their hands. Right. There are people jumping up and down, hugging each other. There's somebody that jumped out of out of the stands and onto the concourse. <laughs> I hope he didn't break his ankle oh my in, in doing that. But I mean, it was it was an iconic moment for that time, <laughs> and um, it, it gave Auburn life as it turned out for for one more day. In, in that season, but it was it was certainly dramatic. And you watch Creed Simpson Homer, you, and there there's no backflip, there's no there's no gesture to the Auburn dugout, which was the first base dugout in that game. Yeah. You see him hit the ball, it goes out, and the next thing you see of Creed Simpson, he's already around second base. <laughs> there there was no you know he he didn't do anything to celebrate other than run the bases and then come to home plate. It's, it's a different day and age 12 years later uh, from what we see now. Andy, you alluded to that David Ross home run against Florida State, uh, the first of many times Auburn and Florida State have met in the regional. Are you Were you surprised when Florida State ended up again, or not, is it just everyone's? Not a bit. That's right. <laughs> not, not a bit. And I, I, I picked Florida State to come here. Uh, I was talking with Jason Caldwell, who was sitting – one table over from me in the recruiting lounge as we were watching it. And and we all were speculating who's coming. I said, Florida State's coming here. The, the, SE, or the NCAA has a dark sense of humor and they're sitting back and chuckling. Uh, and, and listen, guys, that's 25 years ago, that Ross home run. It's a quarter century uh, last weekend for that Ross home run. So there is some symmetry to Florida State coming to Auburn this weekend for the first time ever. You know, Auburn doesn't go to Tallahassee this year. Tallahassee comes to Auburn, thankfully. Uh, and they will bring great fans. They have terrific 
fans. And I think southeastern Louisiana will bring a big contingent from Hammond over here. I don't know so much about UCLA because that's such a long trip from the West Coast. But, I mean, if you've tried to get tickets, man, it's tough. You're having to go to StubHub right now to get your tickets if you don't already have them at this point. Or you're going to be up on the parking deck. Or One of the best seats this weekend, guys, is is out beyond the right center field wall, that area that they've opened up out there. Bring your lawn chairs and your grill and whatever else to enjoy this weekend. And I would be there for the first game to make sure you have a seat for Auburn's game at 6 o'clock Friday night. No kidding. Auburn baseball getting set for the NCAA regionals. Our guest Andy Birch from the Voice of the Auburn Tigers. And Andy, not that you need any help with creativity in the slightest bit. And honestly, knowing Brad Law the way that I do your broadcast partner, I wouldn't be surprised at all if this has been brought up. But if you wanted to drop some Wizard of Oz references, knowing that we're going to have Lions and Tigers and Bears, oh my, at Plainston yeah. Park. I think that's that's quite clever. I'm proud of myself yeah. for coming up with that at least, Andy. Nicely done, JJ. We we've already <laughs> we already set up the equipment. We went over this morning How about at 10 that? and set up the equipment and the ballpark is looking great, by the way. The grounds crew at Auburn does a magnificent job. And they were out there working today. I mean this ballpark will be pristine when that first pitch is thrown Friday morning at eleven. But I've uh, you know, we, we haven't been able to do this very often. This will just be the fourth regional for Auburn since I've been doing the games. In 99, when Auburn won it against Tulane. And then, of course, in 03, when Ohio State won here. And in 2010, when Clemson won here. And um, it, it, it just continues what Butch Thompson has done as Auburn's baseball coach. And working against all the scholarship limits that you have here in this state that other states do not have with the lottery and, and whatever is working. I mean, it, it, it is dramatic what Butch Thompson has done with this baseball program. And uh, I think it's going to be an electric. And listen, this is as well attended season as Auburn's ever had at Plainsman Park. And it will only be, it, we will only add to that this weekend. It should be just an electric atmosphere. I mean, we've had. You know, think about some of the the, the games that, that we've been able to, to, to work at this year. That that Alabama, the Iron Bowl, uh, back in, you know, last year was just, and even though Auburn lost that game in overtime, what a great atmosphere. Think about when Alabama came here or when Kentucky came here uh, to, to Auburn or now Neville Arena for those basketball games and, and that atmosphere there. We're going to see that kind of atmosphere out here this weekend for for Auburn and, and southeastern Louisiana on Friday, and then Saturday is the the elimination game first, and then that winners bracket game that will start at six o'clock on Saturday. Uh, I can't wait. I'm, I've I've been ready for this for a long, long time, and I mean Brad could tell that I was I was a little bit geeked when we came in the office here yesterday, back in the office since the uh, Memorial Day weekend, and now yeah, I was ready. Give me the notes. Yeah. I want to work on this right now. So I'm well, pumped. I'm ready to go. Amazing stuff. On Twitter, at abertsum 4 Let me give you one more before we let you get out of here, Andy. Always far too kind with your time. You tweeted about this a little bit earlier today, but this upcoming year, you mentioned Neville Arena. You're going to see number 22 back in there for the Auburn Tigers. Alan Flanagan is coming back. Tell us about that move by Flanagan and just the hype, the excitement that you've got for next year's basketball squad. We're a ways away, but uh, we're always fired yeah. up to see what Bruce Pearl and company can do. And, 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 you know, he had a chance. I mean, he could have 
he could have stayed in the draft and gone to the G League. He could have been paid this coming year, and I think he would have been playing in the G League. But but I'm excited about Alan Flanagan back at Auburn, and I'm excited about a healthy Alan Flanagan. I don't think he was ever healthy for Auburn this past year. I don't think that was ever the case. I think he was still fighting that and 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 came back and I thought was courageous in coming back and, and giving Auburn what he could last year. But that's going to be a healthy Alan Flanagan. And remember what he was like uh, in in 2021 and and what he meant to that team. And, you know, that was a guy that averaged 15 points a game for Auburn two years ago before the Achilles problem that, that that knocked him out for about a third of this coming this this past season. I think it gives Bruce Pearl just even more ammunition, guys. Uh, this team is, as, as I mentioned, uh, my my brother sent me a text when when it was announced today, and I just sent him a text back. I said, "This team's locked and loaded. It's ready for another great year." And we'll, listen, no one gets more out of his players in the SEC than Bruce Pearl does. And now Bruce Pearl is getting those top of the line recruits to come in and he's continuing to develop those a guy like a walker kessler who transferred in last year certainly you you, you look at at, at at the guy that's going to be the, the number one draft pick for auburn this year as well so i mean uh yeah i'm a little pumped about that too but let's play baseball this weekend one last off off topic question for you andy did you expect competition in the podcast world to come internally when we saw huddle how with horse <laughs> how about that he's he not messing around is he? <laughs> good stuff andy we'll be listening to you this weekend for auburn baseball thank you as always for the time greatly appreciate it my pleasure guys war eagle